MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are we about to witness another epic collapse, Jeff Parles? <laughs> 17-0 run by the Los Angeles Clippers, just snapped by a Royce O'Neal dunk, but Terrence Mann, oh man, oh, I thought that, that was going to go that, 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 that was a, a, a heat check, even though it was only a nine-footer, the way that he put that up there, Tim. The Utah Jazz led 72-50 to at halftime, and Jared Smith, I thought, made a very astute point, where he said... In this postseason, nobody's scared. Your bets are never comfortable. Well, I've got a money line parlay tonight with the road team to win this game. They were up 22 at the half. They are now only up by four. They have been outscored 38 to 20 in this second quarter. Two nights ago, we witnessed a team in the Atlanta Hawks outscore the 76ers. On the road, 40-19 to in the fourth quarter. And wow, Terrence Mann actually missed the shot. But it is a four-point game right now in Los Angeles, Jeff. Crazy. Now, the big question is how much is left in the tank for the fourth quarter for the Clippers now? And the one thing that I will say is they... The Jazz defense, and again, this is this goes back to what I was talking about last night. The total was too low. Mm-hmm. Like the, the the Utah Jazz are not good defensively right now, Tim, and they're still good offensively. And look, we're at ninety two eighty eight with thirty seconds to go in the third quarter. This thing's going to go screaming over in all likelihood. 
Uh, but but look, it's it just one of those where Utah is giving up a lot in transition in this run, and they're giving up open corner threes. Even that miss by man was an open corner three. And look, Tim, the two most efficient shots in basketball at this point are layups and or three, layups and dunks, and corner threes. And the Clippers have had a ton of good looks in this quarter. That's why this is a tight game all of a sudden. Terrence Mann taking a little breather here with 31 seconds He's to go. It. He's earned it, Tim. <laughs> 34 points for Terrence Mann, as, as mentioned on the ESPN broadcast. He has never scored more points than that in his NBA career. I think that is acceptable. 20 and a quarter. Or Tim. in his collegiate career at Florida State. Yeah, 20 has been. 20 and a third. <laughs> out of the rotation. <laughs> out of the rotation, Terrence Mann. It is a six point game right now, and it is now a three, three point, point game. game. Reggie Jackson burying a three. <laughs> And uh, we are heading to the fourth quarter, 94 to 91. They erased a 22 point deficit, and they will head into the fourth quarter. I cannot wait to see what the line is going to be here at Circa. The second half line, if you're wondering, here at Circa was four and a half for the Clippers. So if you add that together, that is 17 and a half. That's what the Clippers. We're underdogs by starting this second uh, starting this second oh, half. Oh man! It is now a three-point <laughs> game. Three is ninety-four to ninety-one. The Clippers outscored the Jazz forty-one to twenty-two. Terrence Mann had what twenty points in that third quarter? I, I, look, I'm look at forty-one twenty-two for the quarter in favor of the Clippers. I, and Tim, this is I, even if Utah blows this. They will have, I look, it, it ends your season. That outdoes what that outdoes what Philadelphia uh, d- did the other day there, then, Tim. It really does. Yeah. And uh, Jazz, Jazz now minus three. So they're expecting. They're no, still it's, an believing, even, it's an even fourth they're quarter. They're still believing off the of Clippers uh, won't come back. Minus three for the Jazz in this fourth quarter 94 to 91 Terrence Mann 34 points Paul George 18 points so uh he's got work to do if you took the over on the 30 and a half Donovan Mitchell uh is almost there to his over he's at 30 right now with uh his pregame at DraftKings 32 and a half 94 to 91 after three quarters it was 72 to 50 at <laughs> halftime and it is now a three-point game. It's the nightcap. Johnny, coming up right now. Here we go. Third and final hour of the week. It is the nightcap on a Friday. That's Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray. Jeff Parles, uh, not sweating out his play. At least right now for right now until we get the 15, the always love it 15, 15 uh, fourth quarter, Tim. Jeff's got over 220 and 221, yep. a total of 185 right now heading into the fourth quarter. And your in-game total here at Circa, 241 and a half. I would not bet it under that number still, Tim. Wouldn't and do it. The Jazz are minus three right now on the live line. It is a 94-91 game. Jazz had a 22-point halftime lead. It is now a three-point game, and you see it right there. Got to imagine a whole lot of people taking plus money. You can get Clippers plus 175 right now. That seems a little juicy. A little uh, juicy. 
So, uh, let's bring in Johnny Avello. Uh, he can maybe make some sense of the NBA playoffs. We'll talk some U.S. Open as well. Johnny, this postseason is out of its mind. Obviously, all the injuries and then in-game 20-point leads are no longer safe. So, uh, what, how has the in-game betting been for you guys at DraftKings because of of how things have played out with the Hawks and their and their comeback wins, with with what we're seeing here tonight, this has become a, a regular occurrence. Are you seeing your customers just taking bloated plus money in game lines, hoping that we will see a comeback? Well, first of all, Tim, uh, comebacks in the NBA, twenty points down, are nothing new. Right. Um, this this is just this happens every night of the week. Uh, these guys play and put on their best performance when they're down, uh, you know, in a whole quarter to go. That's the way they like to play. Uh, yeah, our our customers have always took they taken the plus, um, you know, when the team's down 20, especially when it's a quality team and especially in the playoffs, knowing what we've seen so far. So uh, it seems to be the right way to be betting these games and um it seemed to be the right way to bet them last year the year before that and five years before that <laughs> so i am i'm what i'm seeing is not any, any changes from um you know what i've been aware of over the past five years in the nba johnny uh we will have at least two game sevens let's start with the first one tomorrow night Brooklyn and Milwaukee, it's a pick or, or laying a half for, for Brooklyn right now in your shop with a, a low total of 215, the lowest in this series that we've seen in the series that's been a dead under series. What, what has the action been like so far uh, uh, about uh, a little under 24 hours from tip? Uh, we just went to the Bucks one. Um, we've... Actually, this this is a game you think we would be loaded up on the nets, and we're just not. Hmm. Um, so it's it's a game that's balanced right now, even a little high on the Bucks. I would anticipate maybe some uh, net money comes in tomorrow, but uh, early right now with you know 24 hours to go, uh, we're I'm, we're seeing a, quite a bit of Bucks money. We got a tie ball game now. This is this is incredible. This is absolutely remarkable what we are witnessing in Los Angeles as the Clippers have now tied this thing up. We're talking to Johnny Avello, uh, DraftKings Sportsbook Director, and Johnny. Uh, I think I saw you guys open Philly minus seven uh, at home, and just basing off of what we have seen recently. Uh, Hard to imagine people are going to be laying that number with the Philadelphia 76ers for su- Sunday night's game. Yeah, you know, the way this, the way this series is gone, um, you know, you would think that they're going to take the Hawks. Now, I must tell you that this has only been up a short period of time, right. and we opened up seven, and we're at seven and a half. Well, there so, you go. Uh, a couple of the early bets were on the Sixers, but, you know, from what we've seen so far, I think, you know, this is one of those series where somebody wins this game by three or five points. That's what it appears. Johnny, uh, just just looking at what a potential Western Conference final would be, do you, uh, do you have any idea what the pricing would be uh, on a Suns-Clippers series or a Suns-Utah series, uh, regardless of whatever the result comes? We know Phoenix will be there. You know, the Suns-Utah series is a little bit easier to make a price on, and that would be a pretty close series. Uh, it's the it's the Clipper team that's that's kind of just throwing us off. I mean, um, 
you know, don't don't know what to expect from this team right now. Uh, it's it's a team that was we we certainly have money future book money on them. Um, you know, I would consider us to be in okay shape. I don't know if the Clippers are a team that can can uh, can win it all. It doesn't appear to be at this time, but uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. That one's that one's a little dip, more difficult right now. The Clippers just took the lead for the first time since it was 40-39. to 39. They've overcome a 25-point deficit in this game here tonight. Um, Johnny, I- I'm just curious that the process for you guys as we switch to golf, I know you love golf and, and, and the offerings you guys have at DraftKings are always tremendous, um, but you've been doing uh, in round updates. How has this gone for you guys? Because it's it's really kind of, unique in the sense of of how you guys have been updating your odds all throughout the rounds it's been excellent tim uh first of all you see the way these guys play they make a little bit of a you know run a couple of couple of holes they'll they'll birdie in a row and then uh then they'll stay flat for four or five holes or they'll go back another hole it's it's been great for us it really has um a lot of action on the uh, on the end game with all the offerings we have up, uh, this to me is the only way to book golf. Uh, you know, pre and during the match because uh, it's so exciting in the way golf is played and guys are on the top. And tomorrow they'll be five over. So um, yeah, I like what I see in the the you know the way the bets are coming in. Johnny, just uh, the pre-tournament, obviously you guys have the, the big markets that out there, top 10, top 20, top 30, top 40, uh, obviously the traditional to-win markets. Were there any markets that were particularly bet at your shop? Um, it, the, 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 whoever's going to win the tournament, you know, betting the straight-up winner, that always takes the most money. But uh, you know, we we offered these uh, these markets, to, you know, these top five and f- top ten, top twenty, top thirty. They always take money. Um, you have to lay a little bit of more juice than you might want to, uh, because if you want to bet somebody to finish in the top ten or twenty, that's and you want to get a plus, you're looking at you know somebody down the line a little bit. Uh, you know, you'd be looking at a guy like a Harris English or a Dan Berger or somebody like that. So, um, yeah, but the top, the top market is always the, the whoever's going to win the tournament. Talking once again to Johnny Avello. Johnny, well, from what you've seen, uh, well, let's start with your bets. Uh, you're a big uh, golf better. Well, we know you're you're probably looking around town for some plays. So, who did you have in your pocket heading into uh, into the tournament? Uh, I bet. I never do this either, but I did bet Rom because I got eleven to one, um, and I know Rom plays well on this course, and I expect him to be around. Whether he wins it or not, I don't know. Uh, I did take an in-game wager today, uh, Morikawa at forty-two to one, um, but I had some other guys at pre-game too. Uh, some of the guys are not not doing so well right now, so um, you know I. I you know how golf is. Paul Casey's one of my guys, and he certainly did not have a have a great couple of days. So uh, I'm still picking around, Tim. I'm not done yet. I'm still looking for some value. <laughs> Johnny, uh, the hockey. We'll go there. Uh, VGK loses to Montreal tonight, three to two. The Canadiens take a series lead. 
of two games to one. Uh, the Islanders are trailing the Lightning two games to one, game four tomorrow night. Tampa a favorite in that one. Just with these two series right now, uh, have you guys put up a new number yet for the VGK Montreal series? And uh, what has the action been on that uh, Islander Lightning series? Yeah, we did put a new lineup. That that series now is uh, pretty much a pick. The Knights are minus 112. The Canadians are minus 106. Um, the Canadians were outshot tonight like 2-1 to one, uh, and won the game. And they did skate a lot better in overtime. I must tell you, they looked a lot quicker in overtime. Uh, I think they got they were feeling it. They got their mojo back. And uh, they that late goal kind of elevated the team's uh, psyche. But, uh, you know, this the Knights are still getting their, the shots they need to get. Uh, this series is, even though Montreal is a 2-1 lead, just goes to show you that the Vegas Knights are still a small favorite. Um, I expect to see a ton of Golden Knight money in the yeah. next game. Because if the next one, they could be in serious trouble. So expecting a lot of money on the Knights' next game. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I would imagine tons of money flooding in on the Knights, not only in the series price uh, that you guys put up, but also uh, in the next game. Johnny, uh, always a pleasure. Before we let you run, um, anything uh, you're, you guys have been seeing for tomorrow night's uh, Islanders Lightning game? Uh, the We took a lot of Lightning money the last game, uh, so I would expect that this game is you know, kind of bad. It'll certainly have a, a fair amount of handle on it tomorrow. I expect probably Islander money tomorrow. Um, the Islanders have played well so far. A good defensive team. Uh, you know, could have, could have, they could have been up two games to one, but uh, they're not. I, I, I expect uh, the home team tomorrow night to grab some money. He's Johnny Avello, sportsbook director at DraftKings. Johnny, always a pleasure. Appreciate. It. Have a great weekend. Bye, guys. There he is, Johnny Avello. This game has gone the, off the rails. This is a complete and utter melt by Utah. Complete melt. 107-100 LA Clippers, Tim. They have been outscored 57-28 to <laughs> in the second half. And what did I say going into this quarter? Plus 175 the Clippers were for the money line. And I said, man, that seems pretty tempting. I didn't pull the trigger. Neither it was too late. They're up seven. Now, it's not over, 839 to go, but from everything you've witnessed in this game, Jazz are cooked. Do you want, do, do, done. Do, do you want plus 225 on Utah money line? No, do not. I agree with you. I think this no. is, I, 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 again, I've had a good night of uh, almost jinxing things, but uh, but look, Tim. At this four is, and a half, I think about laying four and a half with the Clippers. I don't, know if, I don't know if I'm willing to go that far, but look, this is an avalanche right now. This is a complete and utter avalanche in the second half. The Jazz are clippering tonight. Yeah, well, look. Hey, look, this is if, – if Utah loses this series, think about their last two postseasons now, Tim. They were up 3-1 on the Nuggets last year in the bubble. Mm-hmm. You had the pause in between games uh, – in the bubble right. in that first round, and Denver came back and won three in a row. Now you have this, which I would look, that was bad last year in the bubble, blowing a 3 1 lead. This is much, much, much worse if Utah does not come back from seven down here and, and forces a game seven and then wins said game seven, Tim. Because you are facing a Clipper team without Kawhi Leonard, 
without Kawhi Leonard. And you lose at home game five. And now game six, you're legitimately up 25 points in the second half. And now you're down seven. Then Terrence Mann go for 34 on you. This is a, a this makes the Sixers loss the other night, which was all-time bad for them, honestly look like child's play. Because this ends your season with a choke with a choke against an undermanned team that, quite frankly, Tim, you can't lose either of these games if you're Utah. This needed to be done at six as soon as Kawhi got hurt. The Utah Jazz were an eight and a half point home favorite in game five. Yep. They lose that game by eight. And now tonight, a three-point favorite up 22 at the half, a 17-and-a-half-point favorite in the second half to start the second half, and they are now trailing by four. Uh, Bogdanovich just buried a three. Boyan Bogdanovich, a, a huge three. But, I mean, the Clippers are just getting open looks all over the place. The Jazz need to do something defensively to get themselves back in this game. And they also need, can't, you know, go uh, crazy. Two, but Boyan Bogdanovich shot, just hit, did a big, big couple threes. Two, two big ones in a row for Bogdanovich. But, look, I would almost consider zoning up here. And I know the Clippers have been hitting a lot of shots here, Tim. But it's either zone up or take Gobert off the court because they're just they're just exploiting whoever Gobert is helping off of. And they're just point. yeah, ball movement is terrific, and they've got great shooters all over the floor. I mean, Marcus Morris isn't even on the floor right now for for the Clippers, and they they're just moving the ball around. Uh, Reggie Jackson has hit big threes. Obviously, we talked about Terrence Mann, what he's done here tonight. Nicholas Batum. This is a team now shooting 50% from three. And oh, by the way, Luke Kennard, who was the flamethrower, uh, you know, late last series against Dallas, he hasn't come through with anything uh, in this game. And Jordan Clarkson, uh, he has gotten ice cold here. So the Clippers are just running. Another clean look. They've got a ton of ton of momentum. And, I mean, they they can't get anything. They can't get rebounds. I, no, look, look, this They're is cooked, man. I, did, I Quinn's got to take another timeout, and I think he did. But this look, this is they just a, a the Clippers avalanche. The Clippers Tim. just flat out want this right now. I mean, what they are doing, as you mentioned, the reports coming in from you know Kurt Heelan and uh, others that are in the in the at the Staples Center right now. That apparently is alive. It is it is on it is as loud as it's ever been there for a Lakers or for a Clippers game I should say, and they are up five and you are very close to cashing your total here. But just just real quickly to update you on the second half score, sixty one to thirty four, one eleven one oh six. That's insanity. Also, too, Tim, a clip if CP three to finally get to the finals has to go through the Clippers. That's all sorts of crazy irony there. Game one would be on Sunday. Yes, it I would. thought there would be game seven, but it looks like we might have ourselves a game one. We'll see. Seven minutes to go in this thriller. <laughs> it's the nightcap here on Visa. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VSIN, and it is now a seven point lead for the Los Angeles Clippers over the Utah Jazz. And, you know, possessions, just empty possessions. What a performance by the Clippers. Oh, yeah. And an all-time meltdown by the Utah Jazz. All-time. Look, it makes the other night. And, and again, now is... Do it again to him, Terrence. Do it again! It's over. Is that that 40 now for Terrence, man? And I didn't lay the four and a half. (laughs) And I should have. This game is done. By I mean, the way, all the overs are it in is, also. It is, this, is, this is an absolute, for the Utah Jazz to be in this situation, it is. And, and, you know, and here's the thing. I mean, Rudy Gobert continues playoff series after playoff series continues to be liability. Because oh, yeah. teams go small. They work the ball around. They get him in an uncomfortable spot, and they get open looks. I mean, Terrence Mann just ate a sandwich. 
shooting that three-pointer. He stopped, and then he hit a three. I mean, this is this is an absolute just meltdown. And go home, Utah. Let's get game one on Sunday because you don't want to be in this game. This is a meltdown. Look, it's we have now seen in it was the last plus one seventy five. What? Why? What? I, I mean, look, I, I'm in a decent situation with this series because I had the Clippers plus 175. Then I took the, the Utah Jazz at plus 145. Now, I should have, I could have just stayed with my bet and I would have had more profit. But ultimately, I, I hedged off it a little bit with a series price on the Utah Jazz at plus 145. And I played the money line parlay today and I felt okay about it. It was a 25 point game early in the second half. And now it is a eight-point game the other way, 33-point swing. And they, might, they might mess around and win by 20 at this rate. But, Seriously. But look, it just – look, I, I, you got to get – one thing I will say, it took them long enough, but you got to give Ty Lue a bunch of credit here. Because since Kawhi Leonard went out of this series, he's actually shored up the rotations and gotten them right these last two games, Tim. And – JVT just tweeted this point, and he said it to us last night. Quinn Snyder had a really, really bad last few games in this series. No adjustments whatsoever after getting shellacked in the first two games in L.A. And these are just, he's getting outcoached, getting completely outcoached. And this, again, like I said in the last segment, Tim, the last, if the Jazz don't come back from seven down in the last five and change here, the last two postseasons are as horrible of series losses as you can possibly cobble together. Up 3-1 in a series where Donovan Mitchell legitimately was scoring 50 points every other game. And now this, where arguably, the, uh, not arguably, a legitimate top five player gets hurt mm-hmm. and is not playing, and without him, you lose both games. Not once. It can happen once. You lose both. And also, by the way, you got Mike Connolly back tonight, and Connolly's done nothing. Yeah. And and to be honest, I think we should have expected, just looking at AD and Harden, what, and, and, you know, JVT made this point too. It's like, well, when he comes back, what should you really expect? You shouldn't expect a whole lot. Um, you know, Paul George just called for an offensive foul. Paul George, again, um, maybe not a, a tremendous game, but he's hitting clutch shots here down the stretch uh, for, for the Clippers. 27 points for Paul George here tonight. Nine rebounds. So Aaron Oster, one rebound away from cashing his over on the rebounds for a nice little 2-0 sweep for for our guy Aaron Oster. But this is a huge possession here for the Utah Jazz. What can they get out of it with four and change to go? Do they find a way to, you know, cut into this deficit? Um, And they do. They got two off of it. So it's a four-point game right now. They they gotta they gotta have some sort of fire extinguisher out there for this Clippers offense because it is it is smoking hot sixty eight points. Congrats to you, you got your over with ease. Pretty, pretty easy. Called that one last night with uh, with comfort. And I mean, this is Rudy. Go- they I can't recall a defensive player of the year that is feared less than Rudy Gobert. Multiple time defensive player of the year. They don't. This year's defensive player of the year, they're going at him. They look at him as a mismatch for them, and they're just attacking him. Oh. Absolutely attacking him. And the Utah Jazz. Oh, they just got it back at least. But it just feels like they don't know what to do. 329 no. to go. 
They're down six on the road. Clippers, man. JVT couldn't be happier. The biggest Clippers fan out there has to be thrilled with this performance. What a turnaround. Clippers leading by six. It's a nightcap here on VSIN. Looking to make some more golf bets heading into the weekend? Don't miss a special after-the-cut edition of the Long Shots podcast. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds look ahead to the weekend at the U.S. Open and tell you who is worth playing and who is worth fading at Torrey Pines. The Long Shots podcast is available at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It is a show. It is a spectacle what we are witnessing in Los Angeles. <laughs> Read that. Read that. Oh, uh, that would be 78 to 46 in the second half. That is the second half score. The Clippers have obliterated this Utah Jazz team, and they are going to be heading to the Western Conference Finals thanks to back to back wins without Kawhi Leonard. And they'll probably be without Kawhi Leonard. The remainder of the postseason, if the reports are true, but they have gone absolutely bonkers in this second half. It was the first field goal of the second half was scored by the Jazz. It was a three. It was 75 to 50. They are in the midst of a 78 to 43 run. I mean, I mean, what else can he learn? Like, why, the, why the, Jeff? I don't. I can't answer your question. I know where you're going. I can't answer. It. I don't have a good we, answer. We, for we it. watched the third quarter. <laughs> we watched it, and we just we we were sitting here and witnessing one team dominating another team. And I've got the Clippers series price, but I've also got that money line parlay. So I was thinking, all right, I, I got a decent spot here tonight, and. That juicy money line plus 175 was hanging there at Circa. And I said to you, that's pretty juicy. That's, what are we? Should have just done it to get out of your money line parlay. Even I should have. Even I, though, again, I, what you, am I do, you are going to get a nice little juicy price coming back on the Clippers to win the series now. Yeah, I, yeah, but remember, I hedged off it with Utah. And I, I just, I'm kicking myself. As we all, as all bettors know, we always kick ourselves when, when the bets that we miss out on don't come home. Um, and how the, the Jazz up three going into the fourth quarter were still minus three for the game despite being outscored by 19 in the third quarter. And they're now down by nine. And they're going to lose. And for the Phoenix Suns, who are sitting back and thinking, we've got another couple of days until we need to hit the floor, now it's speed up the process. We're back at, we're at home, but we don't know if we have our leader in Chris Paul. I, Nobody knows the situation there. So we'll see. And, and, and you know, I think you mentioned this uh, during the break. I don't know how you put up a line for, for game one. That was Aaron who said oh, that. Aaron. I'll give Aaron credit there. But I look, I, I'm with him. I, I think you assume CP3 is not going to play. Okay? 
That, that's number one. You assume he's not going to be. Yeah. And we're getting an update tomorrow. That was what the, the organization said. There have been reports that it was actually a COVID positive. There's no reason to believe that's not true at this point. If, look, if, if there's no CP3, no Kawhi, games in Phoenix, I would still make Phoenix probably four and a half. That would be my guess. But who knows? I mean, look, this is a massive exorci- a massive exorcism for the entire Clipper franchise, especially what is ha- what happened to them last year, Tim, where they're up 3-1 is the clearly superior team to Denver, and mm-hmm. they blow that series. And now, without Kawhi Leonard, again, we're not talking about, like, a, a superstar who hasn't won in the past. Kawhi Leonard legitimately was the best player on two NBA championship teams. He he won a title in Toronto, which is something that everyone thought was impossible to do. And he didn't play. He didn't play these last two games. And the Clippers have won both games. And I understand it's going to take 40 from Terrence Mann to get it done tonight. But if you're, if you're the Utah Jazz, what the Sixers did the other night, and also what the Sixers did the other night may end up being moot because the Sixers right. might win, win that series. series yeah. still. But for your season to come to an end, up 25 in the third quarter with no Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers against a franchise that has legitimately never made the Western Conference Finals, and you get roasted in the second half to give up 80 in the second half to this team with the defensive player of the year on the floor, which, by the way, was totally useless this entire second half, you have a lot of soul-searching to do moving forward. And not only for Snyder, who I think is a really good head coach, who had a horrible series, and for a guy like Gobert, who's like, look, you can't win with him at this point. As a key cog, you just can't. It's not that's His type of player doesn't work in this age of the NBA. And I'm not saying Rudy Gobert's a bad player. He's not. He's a legitimate all-NBA type center. But his type of player does not work in this age. We continue to see it year after year that Rudy Gobert, all-star, defensive player of the year, but when you get into these chess matches, he becomes a liability. And he was, they, the, the Clippers, it took them a while. For some reason, Ty Lue continued to play Zubats. Hey, guess what? Something I said against Dallas. Zubats shouldn't be on the floor. He played six minutes tonight. He should not be on the floor. And this thing is all but oh, over. It's, it's done. And just the, it's a formality now with the with the final seconds ticking off. So we're gonna have a game one on Sunday Sunday afternoon. Clippers and Suns. Uh, we don't know whether or not Chris Paul will be uh, able to play. So game one price, series price. We probably won't know anything until we get an update tomorrow uh, from the Phoenix Suns. But I tell you what, man. You know, JVT is obviously bullish on the Clippers. He loves the Clippers. Big Clippers fan. Uh, he's got many investments in the Clippers. And I was with him about Game 5. I took the 8.5. I thought it was a crazy overreaction. I know what he's going to say, that this team is good enough to win a championship. I, I don't know if they are. But, man, it is hard not to be impressed from what we saw in the second half. The toughness of this team. The resolve. I mean, this is just a... A badass performance. I mean, they have dropped 80 in the second half. They have gotten performances from Terrence Mann for 39. Paul George, by the way, has just been taken out. So sorry, Aaron Oster. He only finishes with nine rebounds. 28 points for Paul George. Paul George has gotten a lot of crap, including myself, 
Yeah. We've all jumped he, on the And fun. he deserved it, too. And he, in the last three games, has stepped up massively. At last four games. Good for him. Good for the Clippers. And not only this, Tim, the closing lineup in this game. Jackson, Beverly, Mann, Batum, George. That was the lineup that did the damage here. Incredible. Absolutely incredible performance by the Clippers in the second half. Clippers on to the Western Conference Finals where they will meet the Phoenix Suns on Sunday. What a turnaround, a second half. Didn't see this one coming. It's been part of the course for these NBA playoffs. It's Nightcap here on Beeson. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Indeed believes less is more. That's why they have powerful tools to help you source, screen, and hire quality people faster. Learn more at Indeed.com slash credit. It is over officially. The Los Angeles Clippers headed to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in franchise history as they come from 25 down in the second half, down 22 at the half, and they win by a final of 131 to 119. Terrence Mann was absolutely unbelievable tonight as he scored 20 points in the fourth quarter, Jeff. Third quarter. Third quarter. Yep. And he finishes with 39 points in this game. He goes 15 of 21 from the field, 7 of 10 from three. And Paul George gave him a ton of credit. Paul George, all the jokes, everything. 28 points tonight, nine boards, seven assists. Reggie Jackson had 27 points. And I think you said a great, you said right before we came back on air, but he had a great point about the hot takes that were out there after the first two games of the Dallas Mavericks series. I mean, look, it was after the first two of the Dallas series. It was after game five of the Dallas series. It was after the first two games of this series. That basically Kawhi Leonard's going to be on the Miami Heat next year. That Paul George is going to be a languishing superstar doing it all on his own with no help and, and being content with seven seeds for the rest of his career with the Clippers. Now the Clippers are in the Western Conference Finals when Kawhi legitimately is hurt and not playing these last two games. And look, Tim, all the credit, all the credit for for this Clipper team to to come together, win these last two games against Utah. Now, again, I have no idea what a Clippers' sun price is going to be. I have no clue. Mm-mm. I think game one's going to be Phoenix minus four and a half, but who who knows? Uh, we don't know. We, we assume Kawhi, we're not going to see him. We don't know how long we won't see Chris Paul for with that COVID positive. Uh, but but look, it, it now, in the last three nights, Tim, we have seen two of the worst postseason losses that I can ever remember. And the Philly one was bad, but what we said in the last segment... Yeah, they, that, can that o- one, they can overcome that, that, it. That one, it, I think that's going to be going to be moot by the, end of, by the end of Sunday night. It's going to be completely moot. That Philly's going to win Game 7, and you know what? They will have had to have worked a little harder, and it may hurt them in the, in the Brooklyn or Milwaukee series. But for this series, they still got it done. For Utah's season to end tonight with a 25-point lead with 11 minutes to go in the third quarter is absolutely flabbergasting. And again, this is how franchise shift. Not being down 2-0 to a team you're supposed to be beating. Not being down 3-2 to a team you're supposed to be beating. But actually losing a series in this fashion like Utah did. And there are going to be all sorts of questions moving forward for that franchise. And Look, if I'm Donovan Mitchell, I mean, Donovan Mitchell played his behind off this entire series, and it still was not enough. Donovan Mitchell tonight had a stat line uh, I don't think we've ever seen before. He had 39 points. He had nine rebounds, nine assists, nine three-pointers. First player in NBA history with this stat line or better in a playoff game, and yes, it was (laughs) not enough. enough. Clippers on to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in franchise history. A franchise that's been around for 50 years and really was the, the laughing stock for, the last for, ones to make one. for many, many years. And now, uh, come Sunday, they'll be in it. They'll be at, in Phoenix. And, you know, we, we made all the jokes. I, uh, I, 
I mocked them for losing on purpose those final two games against Oklahoma City and Houston to avoid the Lakers. Well, who's laughing now? They are in the Western Conference Finals, and this performance was a performance from the ages by this Clippers team. And for a team that last year wilted like a flower down in Orlando up three games to one, Jeff, what ultimately happens? They come back down in this series, down 2-0, win four straight, lose their best player, and without their best player, they go on the road, they win by eight as an eight-point underdog, and then tonight, overcome a 25-point halftime deficit, score 81 points in the second half, outscored the Clippers, or outscored the Jazz 81-47. to Remarkable. So uh, from ESPN Stats and Info tonight, Clippers down 25, okay? Tonight was the largest comeback in a series-clinching game over the last 25 seasons, Tim. No one had even come down, back from 20 down to clinch a series in a series-clinching game. For Utah, over the last 25 seasons, they were 232-1, and leading by 25 or more in a game. They are now 232-2 and after tonight. Yeah, so now uh, we've got ourselves a Western Conference Finals. Um, Suns will be taking on the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Game one, as we mentioned, 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 Pacific on Sunday in Phoenix. Still don't know uh, about Chris Paul. Uh, I would pick the Suns to win this series, but right now I can't because I just don't know. I mean, Chris Paul is the, is the, is the straw that stirs that drink, and right now this Clippers team is playing just out of their mind at this point in time. Oh, look at that. Look at that, Tim. What did I say the line was going to be in the open? Four and a half. It opens four. There you go. Not too bad for me. Then. There you go. Nice. Not too bad. Well done. So um, I'm a little bummed out. It felt like my money line parlay would come home. Uh, that was the, the add-in. The series price for the Clippers does come through, but, you know, I'm always bitter. We <laughs> always want more. I should have played it at plus 175. And hell, I even told you I was like four. What it was four and a half? Yeah. At the first media timeout in the in the fourth quarter, no, it was four and a half to start the quarter. I said I I would even play that. Yeah. Um. But credit to the Clippers and to your uh to your point, a lot of questions about this Utah Jazz team. That was that was ugly. That was brutal. That was brutal. I will four straight losses and without Kawhi Leonard in the last two to blow a twenty five point lead. Uh, that was brutal. absolutely. Disgusting. And uh, look, I will say this. I will miss betting Jazz overs in this postseason because those totals were too low all the way through. And today we just got a wackadoo over. We didn't even have to sweat that. You know, it's funny watching, thinking back to game one. Kawhi Leonard getting into the paint a couple times, always kicking it out. DeMarcus Cousins, for some reason, was playing, pump faking all over the place. They figured it out. The Clippers did. It took them too long, in my opinion, but they got there. They went small, didn't play Zubac. They only played him six minutes. Demarcus Cousins doesn't play tonight, rightfully so. Rudy Gobert, a team worst, minus 24 tonight. He had no blocks. Kind of surprised it was that even that good. He was with the way that went. He has become. Teams are figuring him out, and that's why you and I talked about why. The Suns may prefer to play the Utah Jazz because they could take advantage of that, and they took advantage of it in the regular season. They were 3-0. and Now, 
even without Kawhi, the guard play right now for this Clippers team is spectacular. Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, Paul George, Batum was hitting threes all over the place. I mean, the, the one thing, though, you have to wonder, and this is something that you know JVT always talks about, is Terrence Mann ever going to go 7 for 10 from 3 again? No. Is He's never Nicholas scoring. Batum going 4 for 6 from 3 again? Uh, that's more maybe, real. Maybe. Because is Terrence Mann remember, having 39 points, that, that, that was 20 the, points in the third quarter again? That was the one I was going to. There is a, there is, there is a very, very minimal chance of that ever occurring again, Tim. So there you have it. Uh, game one on Sunday, early line, Suns minus four, and we'll find out more about Paul, uh, Chris Paul come tomorrow. Let's get to, uh, before we get out of here, back to Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Game seven tomorrow night should be great in Brooklyn, Barclays Center, 835. Tip on the east, 535 Pacific time. Most spots around town have it a pick. DraftKings has actually just moved to Brooklyn minus one. Uh, this thing opened market-wide around one and a half. Now it is at a pick, um, and the total keeps going down, man. It's down to 214.5. First game, 239.5 has now moved 25 points to where we are right now. Um, I've, got a, I've, got a, I've got a couple hands at cookie jars in this one. I've got uh, a Suns losing to Nets uh, exact the future at plus 750. And then I also have Milwaukee. Remember, I talked about it. Once it got to plus 200 pre-series, that was my buy point. I grabbed the the Bucks. I thought that was a wasted ticket. Just throw that one out after two games. But here we are in a game seven. Who pulls this off in Brooklyn tomorrow night? I think the Nets are going to find a way. I, 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 I say that with very limited confidence, Tim, but they have the best player in the, in the game. They, I think, I, I, again, this is sure to be wrong, but... Joe Harris has to have a positive game at some point in this series. Like, it has to show up. He's too hes too good of a role player in order to have this just horrible of a showing like he's had this whole uh, series. So, I like Brooklyn. Limited confidence in that regard. And I and also, too, Tim, I just don't trust the Bucs in, in a huge spot. I just don't. And home court advantage has meant a lot in this series. All six games have been won by the home team so far. Tim. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned it last night. the uh, The stat that is out there for Game Sevens, one hundred nine and thirty one for home teams in Game Sevens, and that uh, thanks to our friend Chris Miles. Um, if I had to pick it, I'm not going to play it. I'm going to sit back, uh, take it in, um, because just of where I sit right now, position wise. But if I had to pick it, I, I guess I would pick Brooklyn. Um, you know, Budenholzer has. Uh, has had some shaky coaching decisions, I feel like, in this series. And for him to be trusted in this Game 7 on the road with the best player being on the opponent's team and Kevin Durant, not confident like you. I would play uh, <laughs> I would play the, the, the Nets, and I would actually play the over. Got to. 25-point adjustment, man. Come on, you're uh, you're you're getting 88, 86. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. We're going now. back. We're going back to, back to, to Knicks g- Pistons. <laughs> thanks to Alex Schiffer. Thanks to Jared Smith. Thanks to Johnny Avell. Thanks to Banksy for coming in. This is the Nightcap here on Veasan. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.